What do you say? What do you do? If he only had a few years left to live. In February of 2019, I was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Join me as I try and figure out a survival guide and how to get through all of this mess. I'll cover what I'm going through and bring in my past and present experiences. And hopefully, just hopefully, we can find some humor in this crazy mixed up world that will make sense of everything that you and I are going through. So join me, Big Daddy Dave, in my podcast as I try and figure out my survival guide to terminal cancer. Pull up a chair, have a coffee, sit back, and have a listen. This is Big Daddy Dave, and welcome to the podcast. This is my survival guide to surviving terminal cancer. And let's hope you're a return listener. Uh, I hope that you are enjoying my viewpoints, my my different take on uh, on dealing with with the hand that we are dealt. Um, and I and I really hope that you're enjoying it. And if not, if you're one of these people that that hate things but you keep coming back, well then welcome, welcome back. Um, actually, hating things isn't a bad thing um, because sometimes it actually creates it creates more good than bad. Believe it or not. Um, uh, well, case in point, uh, Married with Children, the show Married with Children. Okay, this is, uh, this is uh, if you don't know the show, uh, this is a late 80s show. It was um, brought to you by Fox, the Fox Network. Uh, always good quality programming off of Fox uh, Network. And it was a filler for Sunday nights. Um, I don't know what uh, they were up against uh, with the, the ratings pools. But they, they threw in this Married with Children. It was somebody's idea. They gave it a chance. It wasn't doing very well in the ratings. It was kind of like, oh, all right, we'll just, it's, it's a filler. We'll, we'll keep it there for now. But we're looking to cancel it. Now, Married with Children produced some, some actors that you may know today. So there was Christina Applegate. There was Ed O'Neill. There was Katie Seagull, um, uh, just to name name the, the top three. I am not going to mention that guy, Ted um, Ted McGinley, because he has a history. Uh, this this guy has a history of just every show he joins, he destroys, and they get canceled. Uh, things like Happy Days and stuff like that. So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get into into him. But um, so married with children, uh, from what I understand, the story goes, as legend has it, uh, there's a senator's wife or some big rich guy, CEO's wife, um, somebody from a consulate. I don't know. It's it's uh, this this poor woman is at home with the children and she's probably just bored, um, just bored. Um, so. Her children are watching the show, Married with Children, and she's just aghast. She's like, I, I can't believe how horrible this show is. This show is absolutely terrible. And what happens with, because uh, when you look at the, the networks, if a show is absolutely terrible, it will get canceled. It will be just like, they'll be like, okay, we're not making any money. It's now, it's not cost effective. Get rid of it. But... This is where the mistake was made. So instead of actually, because um, this is what my parents did. They said, hey, that, that show was crap. 
uh, and they would they would turn it off or they would uh, turn the turn the channel. My parents really hated um, the comedy hour, or sorry, it's not it wasn't an hour. The comedy show, The Monkeys. The Monkeys had a comedy show, and it was bad. But as a kid, I really liked it. My parents just really hated it, so they turned it off on me. They said. Oh, wow. That humor is, is, is tasteless. It is terrible. And I don't want you exposed to this. So here, watch some Monty Python instead. Far better. Anyway. So that's what happens. You turn off the channel and you, you've, you've killed it in, in the, and you've, you've killed it. You've, you can kill. That's how you kill shows. But I think this woman's name was Terry Lynn something. It's got to be a, it's got to be a hyphenated name. You know it is. It's Terry Lynn something. Anyway, so she gets together with a, a bunch of other like-minded individuals and they go on a letter writing campaign and they don't like the show. So they want it taken off the air. Um, and one of the things that they did, uh, they formed sort of like, like a, an activist group and they went after the advertisers. So, um, you know, some Coca-Cola company is, uh, you know, they're, they're sponsoring married with children and now they're getting all these letters from these concerned parents, uh, that, that their, their children are being exposed to this horrible show. So in, in the beginning, in the beginning, the advertisers were like, okay, we don't, we don't need this. We need to kind of like distance ourselves because this is bad PR. But what happens is the press gets hold of this. And sometimes this is one of the few times that the press can work for good instead of evil. So suddenly the press gets a hold of this and they're like, oh, Married with Children is a horrible show. And, and right away, as soon as you tell people, don't watch this, it's terrible. They want to watch. I mean, how many times have you been driving with like, say, say, uh, in my, in my day, because I grew up in the, in the, in a different era. Um, and I was, I was sentenced to the back of, the station wagon, um, your, your dad would, would holler out, don't look. And you, and right away people are like, where, you know, don't look oh, where, 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 uh, yeah. Don't look at that accident where that man's head is split wide open. Oh, where? Okay. And you know, and then, and then you, then you have to look. And then that's when you're like, oh, why did I look? And this is what kind of happened with Married with Children, where, where all these concerned parents, instead of turning off the TV and, and maybe raising their children, I don't know, who am I to judge? But um, letter writing campaign and, and people showed up in droves to watch Married with Children and the ratings started to climb. And then suddenly these advertisers that were pulling their money were now suddenly, oh, I think... Okay, don't quote me on this because I haven't got the stats with me, but I think these advertisers to come back to advertise on the show, they had to pay through the nose. You know, I think things suddenly the rate, the rates went double, you know, suddenly it's just like, you know, everyone needed and wanted to get their advertising on the show because everyone was watching it. So whether married, whether you liked married with children uh, the show or not, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a case in point. It's a, it was almost like, it was like one of those case studies where it's just like, how do we get something, uh, to, to trend? And I guess this was before, uh, YouTube and the internet with, with fads and trending. Suddenly it's just like word got out, the press got a hold of it. And then suddenly everyone had to be a, they had to look at it. They had to watch. They had to see. It's like, why? Well, you know, what's so bad about this show? And it just, it just made that show grow. And so if you hate me, 
tell everyone how much you hate me <laughs> and maybe this podcast will grow and will and and my producer will be happy will be i you know something if this show grows i want to see my producer uh yeah i'm talking to you mr producer i want to see him do a a cartwheel um a location will be will be disclosed uh, someplace else but i want to see if this show if this podcast does something successful i want to see him do a cartwheel there you go um see i don't ask for much i don't ask for much uh just a simple cartwheel for my producer thank you very much okay so one of the things i want to talk about this time um we've we've just briefly touched on on uh, part of the five stages of grief um, of getting the news of your uh, of your your health situation well, one of the things that that I touched on was just it was it was denial so but we'll get back to that because I mean these, these subjects are not just something you can just be like okay covered it we'll just we'll like, moving on um, but I don't want it to, to stagnate. So like every podcast, we're going to touch on something a little bit different and then we'll get back to it because these things are always, they're always changing. I mean, uh, you like a person, um, hopefully you're, you're not stagnant. You're not boring. You're not the same and you're not, you're not going to be like, you're not bland. You are changing. And this is the same thing with what you're going through. Okay. Each, each week after you get a diagnosis, after you get a, a slew of needles, after you get some more treatment, after you, you know, you go through some counseling or whatever, things are changing. Everything is always changing uh, with this. Uh, sometimes it just gets really overwhelming, but yeah, it's changing. So uh, uh, moving on, one of, the, one of the other things, and this is a huge topic, um, anger. Let's talk about anger. Oh, anger. Um, you know, I have, so, I've, I have so much anger and I never knew I had that in me. You know, um, to say I have anger issues is to say a root canal is a walk in the park. You know, I've had to date several fits of rage that have surprised even me. Cause next thing I know, I'm just like, you know, Hulk smash, you know, Hulk smash. Sorry, I had to use I had to use the effects there just to really drive that point in. So you know, I've ha I've had these these uh, fits of rage that and anger that boil over instantly, and then they disappear in the wink of an eye, and suddenly I, I go from like Godzilla to Bambi, you know, like you know, like little butterflies and and sweet music. So Godzilla, Bambi. Now, another good, look it up on YouTube, Godzilla versus Bambi. One of the, one of the best short films out there. Again, Godzilla versus Bambi. And that is my attitude. On, uh, that's me over breakfast. But anyway, so, and I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my act together. Um, sometimes I'm losing. Um, and I have to apologize to my family for that. But, uh, you know, many times, uh, let's just blame the steroids. Many times steroids are used to help with cancer treatment. They make the chemotherapy more effective. And in some cases, they reduce the pain and the swelling and they diminish the allergic reactions. But please do not take my word for it. Ask your doctor if you're being affected by the steroids. Don't go in there and say, hey, this guy, Big Daddy Dave, says steroids are responsible for my anger because your doctor is going to look at you and say, you're an idiot. Um, don't take the Internet's 
um, um, opinion as as the word of gospel. Okay, so yes, uh, talk to your doctor. You know, see, I'm getting mad with you because you, you know, come on, like don't do that. You know, I'm just giving you my what I'm going through. So. I mean, to me, the major problem is that these steroids are not the good ones. And that, that it's horrible to say. These aren't the good steroids. Um, you know, because we all want to look in the end. We all want to look like Hulk Hogan. You know, like, so when I say the good steroids, I'm referring to the ones that will, that will bulk you up and look like a wrestler because that would be cool to bulk up and look like him and not suffer from, from like things like salt water retention that makes you balloon up several pant sizes. Uh, it doesn't make you like you eat one small peanut and you gain five pounds. Um, those steroids, you know, again, they're more appealing because, because of uh, the facade that, that we look at. Uh, and not the steroids that, that my doctor gives me, which makes me gain a crap, a crap ton of weight. And now my pants don't fit when my track pants are now as tight as yoga pants. And I have like this man toe thing happening. Then yeah, I've gained a few pounds because of the steroids. Um, but to blame the steroids for my rage is probably completely unfair. It's, it's probably really unfair. I suspect I've, I've buried feelings uh, as a coping mechanism to help deal with my situation. But man, when I fly off the handle, woo, yeah, I really go. So to blame the steroids is probably unfair. I'm just looking because like every now and then you read in the paper um, or you see on the news like a, a wrestler has or somebody like that has gone off um, and they, they tend to blame the steroids um, and, 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 and you, you look as a person like me, you look for an excuse as to why you're acting, how you're acting. And it's so easy just to say, Oh, it's, it's the steroids. So uh, one of the things I did was I joined a gym. Um, apparently I wanted, I, I, I still want to look good, you know, when I die, because here's one of the things that happens. So the doctor says, okay, we're going to, we're going to set you up with some chemotherapy and, and we're going to, we've got a, a schedule for you to follow. And so right away you think my hair, my hair, God damn it. I'm going to lose my hair. And, and it's not like you're like, oh, uh, this will save my life. This will like maybe kill this horrible thing that's growing inside of me. You think my hair, oh, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I joined, <laughs> I joined a gym after I find out soon after I find out I get cancer. So, so I guess, I guess I'm an, I'm an optimist. Um, but one of the things I'm thinking is that, um, Hopefully my wife can get a, a refund because if I'm at the gym and eventually I die, she can go to the, she can basically go to them and say, Hey, listen, your uh, fitness program didn't work. And they'll be like, but, but why? Well, my, my husband's dead. Uh, he's dead. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like a full refund, please. Your, your fitness program did not work anyway. So here's an example. Here's an example of my anger. So one day I'm driving to the gym and, uh, you know, I get in the car, uh, the you know, yeah, maybe I should take the bike to the gym, but okay. You know, it's baby steps. Leave me alone. Baby steps. Okay. Okay. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm going to take the car. Okay. I'm not, yeah, sorry. I have a guilty pleasure. I'm taking the car to the gym. I know that's an oxymoron, but whatever. So one day, see again, there's my anger case in point. Anyway. So one day I'm driving to the gym 
as I try and do every morning. You know, I'm just keeping up with traffic. Someone aggressively cuts me off in traffic. And now I have to make a decision. You know, do I go to the gym? Here's my decision. Do I go to the gym, pick up some lettuce for my salad, go home, fold my laundry, maybe look at some bills, look at paying my taxes? Do I pet cats, kiss little birds on the head? Or do I follow this asshole? Do I follow this person, this man, this woman, this, this thing that has cut me off in traffic? Do I follow them for hours to his work, his daycare, whatever? I don't care. I've got a full tank of gas and I have hours. Screw it. I have all day. I have all day to track this person down, to follow them and screw it and screw with them. You know, uh, you know, I've seen the movie Tokyo Drift, so I know how to drive. I will not lose him. I will follow him. I will be in his life. Um, now, in Canada, stalking is, uh, it's actually called criminal harassment. So in Canada, it's stalking is called criminal harassment. And you can get up to 10 years for that. So if I do follow this person who cut me off aggressively in traffic, um, and I follow them to like things like um, their child's daycare and stuff like that and wait for them in the bush, um, that's probably not good. Um, now, if I, if I actually do something to this, this person's vehicle or whatever, because they cut me off in traffic, um, vandalism is called, uh, it's in Canada, it's called mischief. Um, don't you love how our, our court systems are just so prim and proper? It's criminal harassment with mischief, you know, like, oh, come on, it's vandalism. But anyway, uh, they call it mischief and apparently you can get six months or there's a $5,000 fine. Um, again, this is off. Don't take this to your lawyer. Uh, this is just off the top of my head. Uh, and no, I don't have much experience in stalking and vandalism. I'm just trying to help you out here, okay? We're all in this together. I'm trying to help you with your anger, okay? Okay, so anyway, I've learned I've learned years ago that anger uses up a lot of energy, okay? And this is where, hey, this is where the music comes in. Johnny Rotten wrote a song called Rise where he states uh, that, that exact fact. Anger is an energy and, uh, and anger has no limits. You'll, you'll tear a strip off your closest loved one just as soon as look at them. And I mean, sometimes, you know, a lot of times you don't mean it. You just like, you just like, wow, you, you just, you feel like you got to strike out. Right. Um, and, and, and angrily blaming God is another thing that people will direct their anger towards, you know, even people who are not religious, uh, they'll suddenly, um, They'll suddenly take the Lord for uh, and blame him for everything. You know, it's just like, well, you, you don't, you don't, you don't go. How can you blame that guy? You, you don't believe in God. You, you have said you don't blame in God, but but right away you're just you blame him for everything. Anyway, um, and, and and it's it's very easy to 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 discredit all religions. So I'm dying, and so there is no God. You know, as if to see, as if to say, I told you so. See, I'm dying, so I told you so. There's no God. You know, the factor of the matter is, and 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 you can take this. If there is a God, he doesn't work that way. You know, there's billions of people in the world. There's there's so many people that have and and here's here's putting things in into into perspective. 
I don't really harp on my condition. Yes, I have cancer, and yes, it's terminal, and uh, yes, I'll be going into the, uh, there will be a demise here, okay? But I have seen and witnessed what other people go through. So for me to be like, oh, poor me, like, in comparison to what, you know? And the fact is, yes, I, I'm afflicted with something that's horrible, but some people on a daily basis have to go through crap. Have you ever thought about that? You know, and, and, you know, so, you know, the way I figure it, and, and I don't really want to get into this. See, I've gone from anger into religion and that's going to be a whole, that's, that's a whole nother argument. Um, an argument I cannot win. So yeah, I had to punctuate that with, with a little bit of, um, of, uh, some echo, um, now, when I write some of the things out for, for this podcast, it's usually about three o'clock in the morning, between three and four, because the, the pills and the medicine that I'm on uh, throws me for a loop. So next thing I know, I'm wide awake. And, and then once you start thinking, you know, you start, did I, did I do this? Did I do that? And, and now you can't sleep. It just gets, it gets, it gets worse. So I'll leave you with this. I'm not sure if anyone has said this before, this quote. I haven't looked it up on the internet. Uh, feel free. Um, but here is my quote that I would like to take credit for unless somebody else has taken it. And then it's, it's theirs. So I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to plagiarize anyone. So dying is easy. It's living that's hard. So please remember that dying is easy. Living is hard because there are so many people that have to go through so much worse than what I'm going through. And for me to be like, to get angry and upset about what I'm going through and not realize what they're going through. I, to me, that's, that's a little selfish, but that's just me. You know, this is, this is just, this is my journey. I can't tell you about your journey. You are an individual. You are your own person. And I can't tell you how to feel. Um, hopefully, I have touched on something. I've touched on some anger issues that maybe um, you can relate to. And, and come on, everyone can relate to that guy who cuts you off aggressively in traffic for no reason. Anyway, just so yes. So I would like to blame the steroids for that. Uh, unfortunately, I'm probably horribly wrong about that. Um, but when you have a massive weight gain, sometimes that can really get you angry. It's just like, wow, my God, these pants are so tight. I can't, it's, you know, okay. So, and, and, and a little, here's a little something that you're going to learn about Big Daddy Dave. In the eighties, I used to wear jeans that were so tight. You could, you could count how much change I had in my pocket. So people would be like, Hey, Big Daddy Dave, lend me a quarter. And I'd be like, no, man, I'm, I'm broke. And they'd be like, no, you're lying. Look, you got, you, you've got at least 35 cents in, in your left pocket and in your right pocket. That looks like there, there's a, there's a couple of dollars folded up there. You know, they, yeah, my pants were that tight where you can count the change. It's like, damn it, I got 35 cents. Anyway, um, so that was this episode, and let's hope that you uh, you come back. I'm Big Daddy Dave, and this is my survival guide to surviving terminal cancer.
Thank you.